Welcome to the Bushy Black Brother Network. Good afternoon and welcome to Fade the Black Cinema. I'm Michael Yo, Bushy Black Brother, and I'm here with my co-host, Alicia. Hello. And today, uh, we're just finished seeing, well, we, yesterday we finished seeing uh, the newest Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time. In Hollywood. Dot, 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 dot. In Hollywood. But to, I wanted Leisha to look at uh, Tarantino's previous movie uh, because we had some discussions about uh, the way this movie was compared to the other one. And I just had a feeling that eh, I'm not sure if this was um, something that I'm kind of used to, yada, yada, yada. So I wanted her to see The Hateful Eight. But we happened to look at The Hateful Eight, the extended version, which was almost four hours long because it was broken up into four episodes. So we got to see that. So Leisha could look at that, the, his last full length movie compared to the uh the newest one once upon a time in hollywood so as we saw that um once upon a time in hollywood let me give you the quick premise it is a faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of hollywood's golden age in 1969 los angeles but what made this interesting was he's he kind of showed the actors that was around. He kind of showed who was out there and who was hot during that time. And these characters really was the center of all. And who was the characters, baby? The characters were Leonardo DiCaprio as Rick Dalton, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt as Cliff Booth. <laughs> Cliff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate. Well, those are the three top stars. Yeah, the top stars. They mm-hmm. had a lot of extras in there. Though. Yeah, they did. Like Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Um, who else they had? They, uh, they had a couple of other actors. Timmy, Timothy Olyphant. That's the one who played... Um, what's the one from Tennessee that he was the... the Not the sheriff, but... Um, Justified. Justified. I had just yeah, justified. Bruce Dern. Uh, Damian Lewis played Steve McQueen. Uh, Damian, you see him on Billions, Billionaires. Or yeah, Billions. Billions. Yeah, or yeah. whichever ones he was on there. Luke Perry was on there. Um, so yeah, he, Luke Perry was on there. He mm-hmm. sure was. So there was a lot of little extras in there. And they they didn't have to linger a long time, but they made appearances as. Stars during that time, which was like really, really cool. But, um, Lisa, you did kind of some research, and I'm going to switch to a portion in there, um, of the Sharon Tate thing. So, I thought, you know, coming into it, it was all about, you know, the time when Charles Manson was doing crazy stuff and when she got killed and she, she married Roman Polanski. Um, and you you looked at some things and it was sort of comparing them. Yeah. Well, I so I watch you know a channel where they do all the investigative discovery mm-hmm. of um, crimes that's been done, and Charles Manson was one of them they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so you know the whole thing with um, 
what's what's her name again? Sharon Tate. Uh, Sharon Tate mm-hmm. was she she was married to Pelosi. What's Polanski. his name? Pulaski. Roman Polanski. Right. And she was pregnant mm-hmm. and he was out of town. But actually the actual place that they were living in was owned by someone else who was in the music industry uh-huh. and um manson was supposed to be some he wanted to be a mu- music star you know a, a right. singer big star and he didn't the guy who was in the music industry didn't like his music didn't like right. you know they said oh no we'll get back to you, you know how that worked right and so in payback he was planning to kill him but make it blame it on the black panther Mm-hmm. So you know that whole the Black thing. Panthers. Yes, and the Black so Panther is a shut up. <laughs> and so that whole when I was like, you know, I didn't know that um, this movie was about some of that. Yeah, I didn't know. So okay, so that was a surprise to me. But so no I, I kind of knew it, but never really jumped back into the old. All I do is remember from clips and different other things, but mm-hmm. you actually seen it recently. Over yeah, there. yeah, I was happy to watch, and I was like, "Damn, this man, this is crazy!" And then you know, it was so interesting because, well, actually, they were telling the whole story and how he was trying to do it when he found out that um, that Sharon Tate is living there. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. He still, he was still going to go after what he was going after. Right, right. You know, and so that's what the whole thing happened. That's how the whole situation happened, from what I seen. But he, you know, the Seeing the whole story about him, the whole movie wasn't all about him. No, it wasn't. You know, but no, just wasn't. knowing just a little, just enough of that story, kind of like I kind of understood, you know, how the whole scenario, how he did this movie. So it was really interesting because it was, I call, I told you, it was like an era piece. So it was the 19, late 60s, even though it said 1969. In that late 60s, early 70s things, you had the hippies, you had sort of go-go. like go go you had a lot of these westerns that was on tv yeah clint eastwood westerns yeah they was the, like the, yeah. the italian westerns and everything and mm-hmm. and the tv westerns so you had a lot of these shows that was out there and it was really popular to be on a tv series so leonardo dicaprio or what's his name rick dalton you know this was a fading star and he sat with al pacino which made it really interesting to say don't you don't realize all you doing is helping a new star come in by being the villain so a big star as the villain catapults the the actual main guy to be a, a a household name and all you doing is putting your name to help another person and you know the thing is when you saw him and then Brad Pitt played such an odd role as a sidekick you know stuntman that was just his it's almost like he was his manservant yeah you know what i mean yeah because he just done things for him and he paid him and took care of him yeah but the reason why he he wasn't remember remember in the movie the reason why he wasn't um being the stuntman yeah because but you find that out later yeah 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 he was like he said man you gonna give me a job man he was like oh let me talk about him let me do this yeah let me see what i can do but what they said was he killed his wife yeah and And it was so cool yeah you know they went to the scene where he killed his wife but he didn't kill his wife right right you just see the scene where it looked like he was about to kill his wife right right so it was it was really clear they said man he killed his wife and he got away with it Man, ain't nobody want to deal with him. He's crazy. So, and and he was a stunt man. So, they, he, DiCaprio was like, man, you can use this guy. You can do anything. You can throw him off a roof. 
<laughs> you can set him on fire. It really doesn't matter. This guy will do it for you. But he had that stigma against him that people didn't want him on the set. Mm-hmm. So, but the biggest highlight for me for this film was he really put together that era. So when you saw the movie theaters, when you saw the cars, when you saw the stores, when you saw the restaurants, when you listened to what was on TV. Oh, and that, that's, let's go, let's, since you're talking about this, mm-hmm. you saw, okay, you, like you said, the TV, the, the store, radio. the radio, the cars, the cars, going down the highway. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they're old cars. Going, I mean, he actually had old cars driving down the highway next to the car he was driving in the old car. Mm-hmm. The the um the scenes with the clothes, the clothes were amazing. Yep. He yep. really he he kept to the the year of the night late nineteen sixties. Yep. I yep. mean it. I mean she had on a Sharon Tate. She had on this bad ass, beautiful yellow. Hot pants with the yellow top. Yep, yep. And she and I mean and was like he purposely did that to make her in that scene stand out. She, she I mean she was like the center of attention yep. right there in that scene because they were talking about her mm-hmm. about oh she was dating this guy and when but she, now but she left him yes and then yes. Roman Polanski because Stephen Queen was the one telling wasn't that Stephen yeah that yeah, was Stephen Queen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so. That don't don't get me wrong, you know this was the you know everything about the movie was amazing. The, yeah. I mean, it kept true to everything from the cars to the to the costumes, the scenery to, to the t- to the. They, they even faded the the almost when you looked at the scenery, it was almost like a sepia. It's almost like the 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 visuals of it made it look like oh, this is this is in the seventies. Yes, yes. It wasn't like a modern movie played like the 70s he had fantastic filters that made it look almost grimy at times mm-hmm. you know a little gritty grimy and it was just it was so the pan am um when they would fly yeah on the they're plane. flying a pan am and they, they show yeah. that pan am had that double decker that you walk up the stairs yeah. and go from that and it was just so authentic all the way through it sure was so sure. it was it was amazing amazing set direction um the the cinematography was fantastic it was really really good but <laughs> so the story wasn't as interesting yep and then another thing that uh i have to mention the damn movie was two hours and 41 minutes long but you didn't realize it no no there was a point where i was like okay what time is it? I didn't realize what time we got in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because it was just some point. It was kind of time- getting a little boring. Right. It was. It, it was, was getting a little monotonous in between. It was. But it wasn't. It, you like certain movies. You go, man, it's over two hours. Jesus. It wasn't that. It just got boring at mm-hmm. a certain point. I mean, and, if you, and would, you felt it. And, you know, there, and like you said, there were scenes mm-hmm. in there. Like um, there was a scene where the women were walking across the street. I mean, walking across in front of the car. That right, hit. right. And so when I seen that scene, I thought of... The, the Beatles. Uh, no, oh, not only that, but I thought... Because the women, you know, the way they were dressed and everything, mm-hmm. remind me of Manson. Because they were... Yeah, yeah. the followers. Yes, yes. yes. And yes. so they were just little... You just little things that you see that they did. I mean, and he didn't, he didn't lead to it. No. He did not lead. He to just it. said it happened to be this way. Right, exactly. Which made it natural. Exactly. So 
and again, all of those natural occurrences that came in the 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 jackets, the the big mustaches, the um doing that area, the Hawaiian shirts, the um the flare leg jeans with the hippies and the you know different things it looked so amazing it was an amazing look on all of that but the story wasn't really like a typical and i think this is why i think i'm being critical because the story wasn't a typical tarantino type story that he normally writes because looking at the uh the hateful eight that dialogue from the front to the end of the movie was amazing. Yeah, it sure was. And, you know, some of it was a little outrageous, but the dialogue was so natural. The way the actors were when going back and forth and how they dealt with each other was amazing. But this is what I will say. The acting and the natural way that they talked to each other in this movie was fantastic. I think mm-hmm. the acting was very, very Margot was really cool. She was a really reserved uh, actress that was coming of age. She was she was someone that people really was, well, Sharon Tate, was really like, wow, this woman can be a star. She was coming of age. Right. Um, and attention to everyone. Brad Pitt played this guy that was just outrageous, but he was... That was his best friend. Right. You know, that was right. Lenny um, DiCaprio's best friend. And he just wanted to be relevant again. And he was losing it. But he was fighting to be a relevant actor. So the acting acting was just so fantastic. But the story wasn't good. So they rated it at a, like an, a high eight mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or a mid eight. And if you put everything together and stop at the story and say, was that good enough for you to see again? I was like, that. this is the one movie that I wouldn't see again because the story didn't interest me. Right. Looking at the past and the way it looked and the acting and all of that, I, I can say, hey, look, that was just amazing. It was the, the look of it and, and, and the way he actually directed it all the way through was really, really good. But the story was boring to me. Right. Or it, right. I won't say boring. It wasn't exciting to me. Right. It okay. wasn't exciting. Okay. So, but I didn't, I didn't rate it, but what would you, how would you describe it? You know, I was, I I mean, like when, like coming into the movie, just, that's something that, you know, that come become a habit for me. Uh-huh. It's like I come into the movie not knowing what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I like doing that in some cases. Um, with this one, um, I mean, it was, it wasn't something I want to see again. You know, that's something, you know, and you know, Tarantino is very violent. Yeah. He's always violent. It's like, you know, he he gets mad at something. And if he really, really mad at something, he takes it out in his movies. (laughs) That's the way I see it. No, I don't think he's mad. I just think that's what he does. Well, I mean, that's There's not a movie that he didn't do anything that was crushing somebody's head or blowing somebody's head off. Yeah, but you know, it's every couple of years, babe. No, but every movie though. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how, I mean, and so seeing that and then the way he ended, um, I, I mean, I really like how he ended it. I wish it was true, <laughs> you know. I know, I know. But I liked how he ended it. But um, I won't. I wouldn't see the movie again. I wouldn't see the movie. And even if it came on, it's something that Tarantino movies that those kind of any of his movies 
um, usually it's not good to watch on regular TV. It's no, I would. I mean, the only other one that, and I, me and Lisa was talking about that too, was the the worst of the movies that I didn't want to see was Jackie Brown. Because I just thought that was okay. Good dialogue in there, but it was okay. So it was at the bottom. And then up from that would have been Inglorious Bastards. Great acting in there. And some silliness in there too. But that was pretty a good movie. But this one goes to the bottom because I would see those again. I, I, because of the actors that's in Jackie Brown, you know, you, you just never know. You know what I mean? Pam Greer was shows. Sam, um, um, Samuel Jackson was shows up in all types of shit. Robert De Niro was in there. Chris Tucker showed up and did an excellent role. He, it was a lot of good people that was in that movie. But in this one, there was good people, but it, it didn't hold me enough for me to say, wow, what a good movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see it again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just me. I like Tarantino because of the dialogue. The, the the conversations that they have with each other. Right. And it makes it so interesting. Right. There wasn't a lot of it in this movie. And for two hours and 41 minutes, that's a lot of movie that didn't have interesting dialogue. Yeah, I mean, there was just some scenes that I I, I did like when Brad Pitt gone to that um actual farm out there. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for him to get his ass killed or something like that. Yeah, because I thought they was going to shoot him. Yeah, and he was like, the guy actually was in that room sleep and say, mm-hmm. leave me the hell alone. I'm blind. I can't see nothing. So how do I know? <laughs> I mean, it was it was just, there was, some, I, you know, I love Brad Pitt, you know. Right. And so seeing Brad Pitt do something like that and then seeing Brad Pitt, Kick, kick some ass as well. Mm-hmm. That whole scene with Bruce Lee. Um, was it Bruce Lee or his his double? I think it was Bruce Lee. No, it was supposed to be Bruce Lee. Right. So and on then- the movie, it was Bruce Lee on the set of Green Hornet. And he was trying to tell people that, he can you know, some- I can kill people with my hands. Yeah, and he yeah was bragging about it. And, and you know, Brad Pitt or Cliff was kind of like, man... Most of the people doing the talking ain't doing shit anyway. Right, you right. Know what I mean? But you know, of course, Tarantino love kung fu, karate, and all yeah, that stuff. All that, yep. Yeah, he likes that stuff. But so that was a that was an interesting. So again, the layout of the movie and everything, but the story, which the story of how you see something and how it ends, makes the movie interesting to me. And another thing was, is like there was no black people. Well, think about that era, though. Yeah, I know. He I, normally does, though. You're right. Yeah, he he, he normally does. Now, don't he get me wrong. Does. Don't get me wrong. And I, I know that this movie was focused on Hollywood. And at that time, mm-hmm. there wasn't, you know, he did there show. wasn't a lot. Right. But he did show black t- people on the TV. But no main character. Right, right. Exactly. Which So that came to my mind, too. Yeah, because I was, because I was like, should I say that? Uh, I said, fuck it, I'm going to say it. But, um. I did not see the black characters mm-hmm. in there, and I don't know at that time, but the way he had it done and the way he was dealing with those people, mm-hmm. it, it definitely wouldn't have been no black people. And and I didn't think he needed to do it, um, you know, just just to say, I, I better put a black person in there so people will say, uh, gratuitous black person showing up. You saw the black people at the parties, you saw some black people on the... Um, um, at the studio, but they were never, none of them was the main character. Right, right. Which I had to accept during that time. Uh, they was only very, very selective black people, um, like the Bill Cosby's and all of them that had shows doing that Like time. I said, you know, it wasn't all about the Manson, you know what I'm saying? Because if they did, they would have mentioned, you know, the other stuff about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, be, you know, other than that, no, no. I mean, 
like I said, yeah, I I wouldn't see it again. No, I wouldn't see it again. No. So they they rated it high, and I kind of get why they rated it high. Yeah, I understand that too. But I still would say a seven. Wow, because I'm saying seven because the looking at the movie and everything other than the story is pretty damn good. Yeah, it it really looked good. The acting on there was fantastic. It's just that the story was lame. It wasn't a it, it it wasn't a story that captivated you. And they broke the story up to like Leisha was saying, if they would have centered a little more on the Manson side, it would have had some more intrigue. And you would have been like, Oh shit, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. And even with this, you kinda thought it was gonna lead to that, but it didn't. Yeah, I really did thought it was gonna lead to that. I and, really did. And since it didn't, it was kinda like Okay, what were you really trying to do? Yeah, cause oh, I get what you was trying to do. Yeah, I thought it was funny when they, she's like, "Oh, I left my knife in the car." And yeah, then she and said, then she "Well, took you, the car. I, you know, she's like, oh, you need the keys. Oh, give me the just oh, wait thanks here. for the keys." We ran, got in the car. Was like, screw, screw she got the hell on. Yeah, so I but mean, that was the people that was supposed to go up there and kill, and kill um, Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I'm not. We're not gonna tell you how that ended. So, yeah, yeah. so anyway, um, so what do you rate so I have to give it. I have to give it a couple of points for not making me go to sleep for two and a half, two, two, two and hours. That was a good job. That was a good. That was a good job, yeah, especially mean, for you. Yeah, I and there was some movies that I thought was way better than this, and that you kind of doze yeah, off. Yeah, I doze off on some. Um, I love the costumes. Oh yeah, that was. They fantastic. were amazing. I love how he kept true to the um the era. era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, a six point five. That's not bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I was going to drop it lower than seven, but I really enjoyed almost everything other than the, the story. Yeah. And then I love Brad Pitt, too. So Well, I love the acting. You know, I thought Leonardo, I, and, DiCaprio, and Leonardo DiCaprio was DiCaprio, fucking great. Yeah. And, I, I, used, and used, I used to be not a fan of Leo uh, DiCaprio because of uh, what's, the, what's the one that the, um, the ship. Um, the ship? Oh, Titanic. Yeah, Titanic. I'm like, oh. No. So what made me start liking DiCaprio was Inception. Yeah, that one. And and what's the that other one? That started me looking at him. What's the other one where um they went back to New York and um and they were all in the city of New York fighting. Um what's the what's the actor? I mean, who's the director? God dang it. Scorsese? Yeah, Scorsese. He did a lot of stuff with Scorsese. Yeah, that's he did when, a lot of stuff with That's him. when I started liking him when he was with Scorsese. Well, because Scorsese he sto- did some good movies. The other one, The Departed, The Departed. Right. That. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was good. Really good. That That's was how really I really good. started to like him because he started, he, you know, he was, he was maturing in his, in roles that they were giving him. But I thought he was okay in The Departed. So I liked him in The Departed. But, but, but in, in Inceptions, because it was so overwhelming with everything around him, but he was the center of it. I was like, wow, this dude really goddamn good you know what i mean yeah so yeah 6.5 i gave it that ain't bad that's still a, a good so we average like a 675 and i could have dropped it lower than than mine but i just thought there was so many good things about it that i said i gotta give it credit you know i gotta give it credit because there was a lot other good things but i wouldn't see this again um i'll tell people it was worth looking at um and it's very very long and for your regular moviegoer, I don't think they would like this because I think it would it would be entirely too long. But anywho, uh, other than that, uh, Fade to Black Cinema. See us every Wednesday for movie and TV reviews or 
TV movies and we'll be rating them on that and go from there. But check us out on Fade to Black Cinema uh, Podcast or if you on YouTube, just go to Bougie Black Brother Network and it'll be there as well. So you can just switch from seeing a couple of videos and then switch over and listen to our podcast. But other than that, anything, baby? No, that's okay. Well, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time on Fade to Black. Bye.